0: this is the ivy retirement podcast with peter loffenberg from the ivy league advisory group when a part of your financial strategy is out of tune your long-term goals your retirement savings and your legacy can all suffer with many years of experience in the financial industry peter provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security retirement income planning wealth management and much more Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the Ivy Retirement Podcast with Peter Laufenberg.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. My name is Peter Laufenberg from the Ivy League Advisory Group. If you'd like more information about you here during the show today, give us a call at 866-360-2724 or visit us online at IVAG.com. And while at the website, check out our podcast page to subscribe to past shows uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out with any questions or concerns that you have or to set up a meeting. We can do that meeting either in person uh, or virtually, whatever you're comfortable with, given the circumstances uh, that are going on in the world right now. So you know we talk about 401ks a lot on this show, and, and for good reasons. For most Americans, the majority of their retirement savings is going to be done in a, a 401k, some sort of account like that that's sponsored by uh, their employer. So uh, I don't think it ever hurts to go back and just uh, periodically uh, do a show that reviews 401ks to make sure you understand what they are, how they work, what you can do with them, both when you uh, are working for someone, and then what happens when you leave. What do you do with the 401k at that point? So those are the things I want to touch upon today, just as a, as a review. Uh, again, a, to review never hurts. Um, but before we do that, I want to bring in my co-host, Tony. Tony, how are you today? Oh, listen to that. The crowd's going wild when you introduced me. Isn't that amazing? Oh, boy. <laughs> Someone got some new equipment. <laughs>
0: now, every time... <laughs> You introduce me or even just throughout the show. Every time you mention my name, probably you're going to hear that kind of Uh applause. I mean, it's just something you should come to
1: expect. Note note to self. Don't mention Tony's name. (laughs) Yeah,
0: there you go. There you go. I'm just having a little fun, but it's going to be a great show. Obviously, this is a huge show because pretty much everyone I know has a 401k or a a like account, you know, a 403b or something. So uh, understanding Mm -hmm. your 401k is huge. Uh, Most people have them unless you're fortunate enough to still have a really good pension somewhere. And of course, for our government workers, uh, that would be the case. Now, uh, I'm doing great, by the way. Thanks for asking. I've had a great week, just a little busy. How about you? What have you been up to, Peter?
1: Yeah, Tony. No, it's been good. You know, we're what are we here? Trans, uh, transitioning into February. Yep. Uh, it's been busy. I can't complain, other than being cold. But then again, it's winter, so what do you expect? But no, overall, uh, I've had a, a great week. Um, and uh, excited to, for this week to start here, and and also to talk about 401ks yeah. today. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great
0: one, and I, I think breaking down 401ks is a good idea because most folks have probably a basic understanding of what they are, but when it comes to grasping all the moving parts and some of the changes that have come along recently, I think people may find it a little more challenging. So how do you want to start us off today with this topic?
1: Well, I think, Tony, we should just start with the basics, right? What is a 401k? So so in simple terms, a 401k is a tax advantage retirement account that's going to be provided by your employer. Now, I'm going to say 401k throughout the show, but keep in mind, they may take the form as a 401k or a 403b or a 457. There's a number of these types of account, but for, for today's conversation, I'm just going to refer to all of them as a catch-all in a 401k. So I just want to put that out there. But the, the 401k that's sponsored by your employer is, is an account where an employee can then make a contribution um, that's automatically deducted from their paycheck. Pre-tax for the most part, um, and then you know it gets in there and it's invested in the market so that it can grow um, as they head towards retirement. The other piece that uh, goes with the four hundred one k is you have the employee contribution, Tony, but it also allows for the employer to contribute something um, towards their employee's um, retirement, which which is pretty cool because now you have two different parties, you and your employer, funding um, your your retirement account, which. Over time, with those contributions and interest and growth in those accounts, can really uh, be good for you when the time comes. Well, yeah, obviously. And I think
0: that's really important. I know that uh, with a traditional 401k, contributions are made with pre tax dollars and its earnings don't become taxable until you start to withdraw them. Uh, But yet with a Roth, I think it's uh, interesting because you make the contributions after taxes which means all the withdrawals and the gains are all tax-free when you take it out. And I think, most, as most people know, 401ks do come with uh, contribution caps, though, at least traditional uh, 401ks. What can you tell us about that?
1: yeah I mean uh, to touch upon what you mentioned there are you can have a 401k that's traditional or Roth and you're spot on you give yourself a little cheer there um, you're spot on in the fact that if you do a traditional um, I, uh, 401k contribution that's pre-tax which means you get a tax advantage uh, today um, where and you have to pay taxes down the road whereas a Roth um, you you fund it with after tax dollars today but down the road all that growth and withdrawals are tax free so you can make that Choice generally um, at the onset when you set up those accounts. Now, when you talk about a traditional, uh, a traditional Roth four hundred and one k, there are going to be. Um, contribution limit. So in 2021, the, the employee contribution limit uh, for a traditional uh, end or Roth is $19,500. That's how much uh, an employee can put in as a maximum amount. And if you're over 50, you get a catch-up contribution, um, which allows you to put uh, a, for a total of $26,000 into those accounts. Now, your employer can uh, contribute into those accounts as well, as I mentioned before, and there's a cap on that as well. So the total contribution between employer and employee um, can be is $58,000 or 100% of your salary, whichever one of those is smaller. And again, if you're over 50, that number uh, jumps from $58,000 cap to a a a $64,500 cap. So you know, it's a pretty powerful tool for being able to stash away money for retirement. Now, keep in mind, uh, again, the the benefit here is that you're putting money away, but your employer is as well. So usually there's some sort of formula that dictates uh, how much money uh, an employer is going to put in there. And it's going to vary company to company. But generally, it's usually if you put a dollar in, they may put 50 cents in uh, up to a certain point. But the the most important piece is you need to understand how can you get that contribution and make sure you're funding your 401k with uh, um, uh, enough money to be able to get the Maximum amount of your employer uh match or your employer contribution. Right. And that's huge. I mean, that's
0: free money. So you, you got to make sure you're properly yep. managing and maximizing that 401k. And it's a great reason to work with somebody like yourself, uh, Peter, uh, you know, a professional who can help you and have you, you know, someone like you on your team. I, I'm curious if your employer offers both the traditional and the Roth 401k. Can you contribute to both?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Tony. Uh, the simple answer is yes, but keep in mind those limits I mentioned before, right? So the limit uh, generally for, for most people under 50 is going to be 19,500. That limit is a combined limit between both the Roth and the traditional. So you can't put nineteen five in a traditional and then nineteen five in your Roth. You have to figure out how you want to split that nineteen five between the two different 401k accounts. Um, so, it, so it makes sense to... Uh, sit down with a, a financial service professional and, and start thinking about, okay, what, where should I strategically put my four hundred one k contributions? Um, specifically, thinking about taxation, both today and down the road, because if you have the ability to save in both, you probably should do that. The question becomes, uh, you know, how much should I put in each uh, over the course of a year? So, but the, again, the the simple answer is yes, Tony, you can contribute to both, but that those limits are a combined limit between both accounts. Sure.
0: sure. And then, what about employer contributions, though? Um, I've heard that employer contributions uh, can only be earmarked for a traditional 401k and not for the Roth.
1: Yes, that is true, Tony. So, so you can split your contributions however way you want, but when it comes to your employer contributions, they only can go into a traditional 401k. They cannot fund a Roth. Um, so keep that in mind as you're trying to figure out, okay, how much am I putting in? How much is my employer going to put in? You're not. The employer cannot put money into the, the Roth uh, side of the 401k yeah, uh, sure. equation. So basically then what you're saying is we need to,
0: if our employer offers a match, that's free money. So you want to at least put enough to get the match into your traditional and then extra into after that, anything above that. If there's a Roth option, do that. Uh, That would probably be the smart move, right, for most people?
1: Well, that's a good bit. That's a good baseline, right? That's a good a good baseline would be make sure you fund your traditional to a point where you can get the free money essentially from your employer. Um, if you have extra, put it into your Roth. But if you if you have extra extra, um, then you need to start uh, probably a little bit more uh, strategic thinking about where you're going to put um, each each dollar thereafter. Um, thinking in the big picture of taxation again, taxation today, but also taxation down the road. Um, you know, when you retire, when you're preparing to retire.
0: Right. And I think that's huge. So uh, that's a really great point uh, for anybody thinking about splitting their money between a traditional uh, and a Roth 401k. So what can you tell us about taking 401k withdrawals? I think that's a big question. A lot of people have, how can I get that money out or, or when that type of thing?
1: Yeah, Tony. It's a good question, and it's probably one we're going to talk about here—the the majority of the next few minutes. You know, the most important thing to remember is that once your money is in your four hundred and one k, it's going to be a pretty big task to get your money back out uh, without getting some sort of, without at very least paying taxes, um, and then also without some sort of penalty. So it's important that you. Before we talk about specifically withdrawing it, it's important to keep in mind that you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. And what I mean by that in this case is don't put all of your savings into a 401k because though it's... it's an awesome vehicle for saving for retirement. It's not necessarily the best vehicle for saving for everything, right? Because if you need to dip into money in an emergency, you don't want to have to do, dip into your 401k because of the potential for penalties and taxation. So it's always good, at, we mention this on this show all the time, to have some sort of uh, emergency savings carved out someplace. Uh, you determine what's what you're comfortable with. I'll just throw out you know, several thousand dollars or maybe five, six, ten Some sort of chunk of change that's there for emergencies so that you don't necessarily have to dip into an account like this where, again, you're going to have to pay taxes and penalties to get money out. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. I think that's really important. But how hefty can those penalties be?
1: Well, regardless of whether you have a traditional or or a Roth 401k, you must be at least 59 and a half to meet certain IRS requirements for taking it out. But generally, uh, if you take it out before you're 59 and a half, there's going to be a 10% early distribution penalty on top of taxes. Um, Specifically, if you take it out of a traditional 401k, you know, the taxes are on top of a 10% penalty um, across the board. Oh, wow. Okay.
0: So, uh, note, uh, avoid those penalties, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's yep. huge, obviously. And you know, we're talking about everything that makes 401ks tick today. And I think certainly many people out there have a basic understanding of what 401ks are, but I know we're making an effort today to dig a little deeper. And I think it's been a great show so far. I'm excited for more of this conversation. So uh, what do you have for us next?
1: Well, Tony, the next piece I want to touch upon here with 401ks is they operate very similar to an IRA in the sense of something that we call an RMD, which is a required minimum distribution. Uh, If you recall from past conversations, uh, uh, an RMD is an amount of money that you're forced to take out of your your qualified retirement account, so 401ks or IRAs, when you turn 72, okay? So keep in mind that, you know, you may be using this as a savings vehicle, and you may retire and keep your money there, um, and it's going to continue to grow. But when you get the 72, just like an IRA, your 401k is going to require you to start taking money out on a certain, on a certain uh, percentage that's dictated by the IRS. Start taking that money out, and you're going to have to start paying taxes on it. There's usually a couple exceptions to that rule. The major one is, let's say you're still working. Um, you have a 401k at your employer. Um, you're 72, but you're still working at the employer. You actually don't have to take an RMD. That's probably the, one, the few times which you don't have to. But keep in mind, a 401k is a qualified account, just like an IRA. Um, and RMDs are something that you're going to have to think about if you're not using your account to, to create income uh, while you're in retirement. Okay. So uh, that's interesting,
0: and I think it's great information. Now, earlier in the show, you talked about the differences between traditional and Roth 401ks, but can you also talk about what you
1: see as some of the pluses and minuses of each of those? Yeah, sure, Tony. You know, Broadly speaking, if you expect to be in a lower tax bracket after you retire, uh, you may want to stick with a traditional 401k so that you can utilize the tax breaks immediately. Utilize them today. On the flip side, if you think that you're going to be in a situation where your taxes uh, are going to be higher when you're done working, thinking about using a Roth 401k may be uh, the right way to go for you. And I know that that sounds counterintuitive, right? A lot of people say, hey, I'm going to retire, I'm going to get to that point, and my taxes are, are going to be lower. Uh, and I'm here to tell you, more often than not, on a percentage basis, people end up paying more in re- more in taxes when they retire than they do while they're working. Um, so it's important to make sure you sit down and understand what taxes are going to look like Uh, potentially, obviously the tax code changes, but what are taxes potentially going to look like for you? So again, you can start making these strategic uh, choices between funding a traditional 401k or a Roth 401k.
0: Yeah. See, and that's really important to understand. And that's why it's important to work with a financial advisor like yourself uh, who can think of these things and make sure we're making the right decisions uh, based on what our needs are. Now I think it's time to get to one of the biggest questions people have when it comes to their 401k's. What should a person do with a 401k <laughs> when they leave their job?
1: Yeah, no that's a good question and in today's world right people don't stay at a job right. for 35 years. They're going to very yeah. like they're very likely going to change jobs. I think the average is 6 or 7 uh, jobs over the course of someone's working lifetime. So so when you leave a job in which you had a 401k, you really have four different options. The first one is to withdraw all the money. The second one is to do a rollover from your 401k into an IRA. The third option is to just leave it where it is with your old employer. Or the fourth option is to take that 401k money and roll it into a new 401k at your new uh, place of employment. Those are really the four different directions that you can go um, with your 401k when you leave, uh, when you leave your job.
0: So there are options and and that's good to know. I don't, I I don't think that's something people think about because they're too busy thinking about, you know, a new job and all those types of things. But um, uh, give us a rundown. I think we'd benefit for even a more in-depth rundown of each of those options.
1: Yeah. So so let's talk about withdrawing it, right? That was the first one I mentioned. Yep. I think I'll be pretty clear on this one. Uh, unless you're in some sort of you know financial pinch or you really need the money, um, this is probably not the wisest thing to do, especially if you're 59 and a half or less. Imagine you have a 401k and you have $150,000 in it and you decide to withdraw it. Well, what's going to happen is all $150,000 of that is going to be taxable, so you're going to get with a tax hit. And you're going to have to pay a 10% penalty on that. So you're going to get, you know, essentially you get double tax or you get a double hit by just withdrawing the money. Now, I understand sometimes people in a pinch and that has to happen. And there are some uh, built-in provisions that would allow you to take it out penalty free. But for the most part, just simply withdrawing your money out of the 401k um, before your 59 and a half is not a good idea and is not a direction that you probably should go in. Well, yeah. Wow. Uh, you've certainly made a strong case for only withdrawing that money
0: when you leave a job as a last resort uh, so what do you what would you tell us about then rolling that 401k into an ira when you leave a job
1: yeah. So, so the tax code or, or the IRS uh, provisions allow you to move money from one qualified account to another. So in this case, from a 401k to an IRA. So in doing so, there's no taxable consequence, right? Let's say again, we use $150,000. You can roll that over. And you don't pay a dime of taxes on that because it's now in your own individual retirement account. Now, to me, this is probably the best option because by moving it into an IRA, you get to have uh, essentially 100% control over those those monies. And very likely, you're going to have uh, better uh, better options uh, or at least a larger amount of options that you can invest that money in. Generally, in a 401k plan, your investment options are fairly limited to maybe 10 or 15. With an IRA, now there's a, there's a, a much larger um, base of options for you to invest your money. So to me, it makes the most sense to do that. Um, generally, you can go right from um, one account to the other, uh, meaning the the two different custodians, the folks that hold your money, they'll actually roll over the money um, for you without you ever having to take possession of it, which is usually the way you want to go. Um, so this is usually, this is the best option in, in my view, um, and, and certainly one that uh, any financial service professional can help you with uh, if you're in that yeah, position. Yeah, That sounds
0: good. So what can you tell us about just leaving that 401k with your old employer? A lot of people end up doing that uh, whether by choice or just yeah. because they don't they're not thinking about doing anything with it.
1: Well sure, I mean you leave your old employer whether it's uh, their choice or your choice, a lot of times that may be the last thing that's on your mind, you're caught up in in whatever the the leaving and then the the starting of a new job what have you and so sometimes these accounts just get left behind. Obviously you don't want to do that because one you'll lose track of it, two you don't really have much control over it anymore, right? Um, but generally though, they're just going to keep um, they're going to keep the funds there. You You could potentially make a contribution, but your employer is never going to add any more money to that once you're no longer employed there. Uh, Keep in mind if you have a low balance, let's say, you know, five or 10,000. Um, they may force you to take it out because they are um, having to pay to to have this account open for you. So so keep that in mind, even if you just want to leave it there and you don't want to deal with the hassle of doing anything. Uh, if you have a, a low account balance, they may force you to roll it over. But again, uh, this isn't something I'd recommend either because you want to you keep track of your funds and you want to at least try to keep them under your control uh, the best you can as you move along the, the path towards sure. retirement. Sure. I, obviously, that's important.
0: So Um, How about the fourth option, moving your 401k from your old employer to your new employee uh, employer 401k?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is an option. I would say this is probably the second best option out of the four, right? Because at least you've moved the money from your old employer under your new employer. You, You have some control over it. Um, you know where it is. You you've simplified your life. You don't have all these accounts floating all over the place. But but again, you're going to be fairly limited in in what you can invest in because most of the 401k plans only have a limited menu of of investment options. Uh, but again, that rollover is going to be tax free, right? They're going to allow you to move it from one qualified account to another, um, and your your employer is generally going to be the one that's going to help you fill out all the paperwork to make it happen. So um, it is an option. Like I say, it's the uh, in my book, it's the second best option. Um, second only to rolling it over to an IRA in which you have full control over um, how it's invested and where it is invested.
0: All right, well, great information. Uh, we've covered a lot today, but we're out of time. Is there anything you want to add before we go today, Peter?
1: Yeah, I, I just want to say, yeah, it, obviously what we do uh, as a holistic uh, financial advisor is we help people put together plans right, for the retirement. How are you going to be able to retire and have the income you need. Well, for a lot of people as we've mentioned before, their 401k is going to be a vehicle in which they've probably amassed most of their retirement savings. So, you know, it's important to sit down with someone, a financial service professional like myself for example, that's going to be able to say, okay, here's this chunk of money. How are we going to make it work for you uh both in the lead up to retirement, but also how are we going to make sure we make that last? Uh, for the next 20 or 30 years of retirement and do so in a holistic manner. That you know, It's important that it gets invested wisely, but how is it going to work with Social Security? How is it going to work with taxation? How are we going to make sure that uh, any money that you may have saved in there um, goes to your heirs if something happens to you, right? Making sure that we, we account for this money in your 401k, put it in a place that's going to work for you over the long term, uh, and create a plan that's going to stand the test of time. So if that's something that's of interest to you, um, give us a call, 866-360-2724, or visit us online at IVAG.com. All right. Thanks, Peter.
0: And listeners, that does it for today's episode of the Ivy Retirement Podcast with our host, Peter Loffenberg. Thanks, Tony. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Ivy Retirement Podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Peter Laufenberg at the Ivy League Advisory Group. Call 866-360-2724 or visit them online at theivag.com. Investment advisory services offered through the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC, Tilton, New Hampshire, 866-360-2724, a registered investment advisor registered in the state of New Hampshire and Vermont. Peter Loffenberg and the Ivy League Advisory Group, LLC are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.